This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey everyone, it's me, Raheel Ramzanali, your new host. All right, as you learn about me, you're going to learn that I love food just like everyone else, and I love burgers. So that's why I had to bring on Abaz Danani for my first Food Tuesday. Abaz owns the new hot restaurant, Burger Bodega, and they make a great burger, but he's not new to the restaurant scene. His family owns the Danani Group, which manages over 800 quick service restaurants. So basically, he's been ready for this moment his entire life. It's Tuesday, March 28th. I'm Raheel Ramsnali, and here's what Houston is talking about today. Abaz, welcome in, man. I'm so excited to finally chat with you. And first and foremost, congratulations on all the success, man. It is so cool to see you just stepping in and taking over, not only with the Instagram account that you've been doing for so long, we'll talk about that in a second, but with Burger Bodega to see the success so far. Congratulations, man. It's it's awesome to see you. I'm very proud of you. Thank you so much, Rahul. Really, really appreciate that. And uh, thank you for having me, man. Really excited to do this. Yeah, absolutely. As I mentioned in the intro, uh, you come from a background where your family has been in the restaurant industry, one of the, the biggest restaurant groups. Is there always been pressure to be in the industry? Like, you know, Michael Jordan's son, there's always pressure, like you got to play basketball, right? Was there always pressure from your family that you got to stay in the restaurant industry? Uh, I wouldn't say pressure, but it's it's almost like, man, you've been around it your whole life. Uh, it, it, it always came down to us. You know, the decision was always ours, but it's it's it, it was like a no-brainer uh, once I graduated college. I've been around it, you know, so much. It's like, what else do I really know? You know what I'm saying? Why not just do something that's that I've been around my entire life. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Like, you know, everything about it, you naturally gravitated towards that. That's, that's really cool. And that makes that makes it easier for you pursuing all your different ventures in, in this industry, right? Yeah. So going into the family business, you know, I, I kind of gained the knowledge. And, you know, I'm very, very grateful um, for my family, because, you know, I wouldn't have uh, the knowledge or expertise or anything to do what I want to do. Um, and that, yeah, that's kind of how it started, man. That started in the family business, uh, took, you know, the, the knowledge and, and all that and kind of implemented it into, uh, what I wanted to do. So before we get to current day and talk about Burger Bodega and the success that it's having right now, we have to rewind to Houston Eat, your Instagram account that you started back in 2011, actually started as a blog, if I remember correctly, and then it, you know, turned into an Instagram account. What made you want to start Houston Eats? So it started off as just a way for me to show show my friends where I'm eating, right? You know, I was always the one that kind of branched out and, and found new places and stuff like that. And there was always places that I uh, I wish I could showcase better. So it kind of started off as that, as a blog spot, HoustonEats.blogspot.com. That when Instagram became a thing, I moved it over to Instagram. I sucked at taking pictures. So for about five years, you saw really bad food pictures. 
and pictures of myself, also pictures of family and, and all that sort of stuff. And then in 2017, I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm really going to um, get serious with this. And that's kind of when I learned how to take pictures, rebranded the whole thing to like an actual food account and not just like a personal account that posts food. And then that's when, you know, the restaurants started inviting me and, and, uh, and all that. And just kind of, you know, it just kind of was a snowball effect from there. You know, I, I met cool people and realized that this is what I love to do. Man, that's really cool. So with an Instagram account, there comes a lot of love, but there's always criticism that comes with it as well. Was there any criticism or moments from restaurants or restaurateurs that you received where you were like, okay, this isn't worth it? Like, this is just nonsense right now. I would never say that it's not worth it because I'm not going to let someone tell me, you know, it's not worth it because it's what I love. You know what I'm saying? You can talk all you want, but it, it doesn't really matter to me. Instagram, it's always, you know, for the most part, been pretty positive. During the pandemic, I kind of uh, shifted over to TikTok. And yeah, TikTok will, you know, might <laughs> spark those kind of questions for sure. Uh, but no, yeah, man, as a social media personality, you, know, you can't really care what people think or or anything like that, or else you're, you'll, you'll hate your life every day. To give people a look into the behind the scenes, and I've seen this happen before, um, you know, being invited to some cool events to post on Instagram. But what usually happens is if there's a new opening, restaurants will invite a lot of people, media personalities, content creators, and everybody's there at the same time. And, you know, you're taking pictures of the same dish. So when you're at these events, is there a little competition? Is there a little competitive edge when you meet everybody, a little trash talking at all with other creators? So as far as trash talk goes, yeah, we will, like, you know, all the homies, we will, like, I will tell them, like, hey, that picture is trash. And I expect them to do the same thing. Like, hey, a boss, that picture is trash. And honestly, if it wasn't for that, like, you know, our photography wouldn't be where it is. But as far as like posting a place first, like, yeah, you always want to be the first one, you know, to let people know. Uh, but, you know, one good thing is like uh, everyone has their kind of own audience. You know what I'm saying? Like I come from like a, a Pakistani background, um, you know, so like I, you know, get to kind of curate uh towards the you know the Pakistani crowd and of course you know everyone else as well but everyone kind of has their own demographic so so it works out and uh yeah these days we're kind of on our own man you know like we uh you know there's not too much group anymore and it's more like you kind of seek uh things that you want to talk about you know what I'm saying so it's never too big of an issue or anything like that man I'd be and, talking uh, so much mess I'd be like come on bro that's all you got four percent engagement rate come on <laughs> Come on, you can you can step yeah. your game up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, man. I was never really into engagement or, or too much or anything like that. You know, like these guys that are doing it are doing it at way higher level than me. Um, but you know, that's always been okay with me because I, I you know, I, I see you Sunita, just like an art gallery. You know what I'm saying? Like, just look at it, and you know, if you want to engage, it, that's fine. But if not, that's cool too. You know, I'm not too into like reels or you know, I'll do it when I have to, but. It's really just, you know, it should be easy on the eyes. It should be like, you know, like no fluff, nothing. It's just you see what it is and that's it. You look at it and move on. And that's really cool. And one of the cool things about social media is you get to learn about the person behind the account a little bit. And that's where I started learning a little bit about you and got really jealous that, you know, some of our mutual friends were getting a chance to try your uh, hot chicken sandwiches. And then when you started experimenting with the smash burgers and I was watching from afar and I was like, man, that is the place to be. <laughs> 
so how did that all start? Like you just experimenting with different things and eventually just got to Burger Bodega, like fast forward. And here we are. Yeah. So, I mean, it always came down to that, man, you know, like uh, support around you. If you don't have the support around you, then, you you know, you, you really can't do any of this. So, yeah, it just, came, it just came down to me, you know, making burgers in the backyard, um, starting off with like, you know, regular grocery store blends and then kind of um, taking it from there. You know, like I ended up starting uh, to make my own blends, you know, with, uh, you know, I'm sure you're familiar with the Hussins, but they, they were really big on it as well. So we would kind of share recipes and all that sort of stuff. Um, I, I've always been into cooking. So when hot chicken, you know, really started to take off, but didn't start to take off in Houston, I was like, man, I need to be able to eat this. So oh, I've got to make it. So, you know, hot chicken, burgers, whatever it was, man, I was always, uh, I would always kind of become like obsessed with it and try to produce the best version of it um, for the last, I want to say maybe 10 years. And then, you know, it, it came down to, you know, making food at um, family events where I'm cooking for like, you know, 40, 50, 60, 70 people. And I'm just on the grill for like eight, nine hours. And I wouldn't, you know, I'm breaking a sweat, but it doesn't feel like I'm breaking a sweat because I love it so much. And then from there, it it translated to the the pop-ups, right? You started doing the Burger Bodega pop-ups. What was that adjustment like going from friends and family to now you've got strangers who might love your pictures, but they might bring a little heat and criticism your way as well? You know, in the beginning, it's, it's really just people who, who want to watch you succeed. You know what I'm saying? Up until the restaurant re- level, that's when I started to see like, you know, like more and more criticism. And it's it's tough, man. You you spend uh, uh, hours and hours and all day and all night, like trying to perfect a product. And, you know, people still don't like it and people still are going to say super mean things to, to you, you know. But that's that's been a big uh, adjustment for me, just kind of taking it, you know, because you can't make everyone happy. So why not just keep it as a pop up? And not deal with the logistics, the headaches that come with, you know, creating a restaurant and a storefront and you've got more employees now. Why not just keep it as a pop-up? You know, I'm not going to lie. You know, pop-up, pop-ups were almost like a little more difficult uh, to figure out because pop-ups not something I ever did. Um, I had to figure out, like, how do I find, um, you know, temporary people to work the pop-up, whether it be family, friends or, you know, people on payroll or, or whatever the case is restaurants is, you know, again, restaurants is all I know. So it's like, all right, this, this is a no brainer. You know what I'm saying? To, to move this into a restaurant. That, that was always kind of the plan. And it's always been my dream to have a burger restaurant. I just never thought it would actually happen. You know, like people who, you know, people who meet me, you know, I, I, they talked to me for just a couple minutes. And the first question was always, okay, so when are you opening your restaurant? And I was just, I was just always be like, maybe one day down the line or, or whatever. But yeah, man. Um, and it just kind of fell into place. And uh, during the pandemic, uh, Houston uh, kind of created an entire segment for just pop-ups and all that. And I have that to thank for that for, for it as well. Absolutely. What's been the hardest part in creating the storefront and moving that business to a brick and mortar in such a, you know, such a popular area on Washington Avenue? Uh, I think the, the hardest part, again, is, is trying to keep people happy and you know um uh staying consistent you know what i'm saying like pop-ups it was really a a three-man operation and um you know everyone else was just kind of like volunteering or or whatever the case is but how do you turn 
a three-man operation into, you know, 20, 25, 30-person operation and make sure that the, the, the consistency is the same. So I think that that is probably the biggest struggle. Um, let's talk about the restaurant now. I had a chance to go um, uh, in December. It's so much fun. Like, it's it, the, the concept, explain that first and foremost to people that don't know about Burger Bodega, and then I'll tell you things that stood out for me. So when I first decided that I wanted to do, to do something, I was like, all right, well, burgers is almost a no-brainer, but do I want to do something different? And then chopped cheese kind of came to mind, you know. Um, you know, long story short, we were on a trip uh, in the middle of the lake uh, with a lot of people you know probably, and we ran out of burger buns. So we had hot dog buns. So I kind of like tried to do whatever I could, can to, you know, make that happen. And one of my cousins was like, hey, isn't that called chopped cheese? I was like, I have no idea what that is. So, um, yeah, you, you know, fast forward when it was time to build a concept, I was like, all right, well, do I do, do I want to do burgers? Do I want to do chopped cheese? I was like, all right, why not do both? So obviously burger, bodega, burger comes from the burger, um, bodega, because chopped cheese were made famous by the bodegas in New York. And that's kind of, that's kind of the concept and the look and feel kind of reflects the name. Break down the chopped cheese for those who don't know, because it's still a relatively new sandwich right now in the city of Houston. Yeah, so uh, a chopped cheese came from the bodegas in New York. Uh, it, it was started by Yemeni immigrants, either in Harlem or Bronx. You know, there's a big argument on it. Uh, off a place on First Street called Haji's Blue Sky Deli. What they did was they took burger patties and then they chopped it up, put some uh, seasoning in it, and then they put it on a hoagie roll with lettuce, tomatoes, mayo, ketchup. That's like the standard chopped cheese. It's supposed to be a very, you know, uh, uh, ordinary Joe person's food. And uh, I guess we kind of uh, appropriated, as like as some New Yorkers like to say. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, instead of the mayo and ketchup, we do the bodega sauce, which has mayo and ketchup in it. Nice. It's so good. That that was my favorite. Like the burger's excellent, but the chopped cheese just, it hits different, man. There's something about Thank it. You, and man. I think Thank it's you. because as soon as you step in, the the vibe is obviously a New York City bodega, right? But with the Houston twist to it, you've got the murals, you've got each product branded with the Houston twist as well. Um, as soon as you walk in, like there was Wu-Tang playing, which was, I was like, yes, this is great. Like I felt bad. I didn't wear my Tims. Okay. Like I need, I, I, <laughs> and like just a white tee to get out there. But man, I'm surprised we let you in. Man. Yeah, for real. <laughs> but it was, it, was, it was me and my, uh, my, my DM boys that w- we hang out and we're like, we're all talking with a New York accent all of a sudden. We're like, why are we doing this? Because you're just in that moment and the chopped cheese tastes so good. But the reason I bring that up is like the branding has been so good. How important was that for you in this venture? Well, branding to me is is 50, if not 51% of it. You know, you got to have a good product, but branding is everything. And I know this um, uh, because, you know, I, I've been a food blogger for X amount of years. And, you know, I, you have to build something that people want to take pictures of. You know what I'm saying? You have to build something that uh, pe- make people feel cool, feel good. You know what I'm saying? And that, that it kind of came down to that. You know, I'm I, I'm passionate about food, but I'm also very, very passionate about branding. And I kind of put the two together here. That's really cool. And it, it works, man. It's so much fun. Uh, one last thing on Burger Bodega. How impressed and how grateful are you that the restaurant scene has accepted you? Um, and when I was there, Patrick Fegis was there eating right next to me. And like, I didn't even know that was him. And you see somebody like, Fiji's barbecue at your restaurant, just eating there. And I know you're doing a lot of collaborations as well. 
how important is that and how cool is it that they're you know inviting you into the scene and letting you become one of their own Man, it's real cool, man. I, I definitely thought there would be a lot of what does this food blogger know about running a business or what does this food blogger know about making actually making food. But no, nah, man, you know, I just remembered where I come from. And that's Houston, Texas, the place that, you know, really accepts you for who you are. And if you have a good concept, you know, they'll, they'll be behind you. That's so really cool. It's been real cool, man. Yeah. All right. I've got four questions for you. Rapid fire these. You have such a great history with the Houston food scene. So I need to get your recommendations. Number one, what's the one food item everybody in Houston should try once? Koi barbecues, beef, rib, Penang curry. All right. I haven't tried that, but I'm glad you said that. So I'm going to put that on my list. What's your top dish or item in Houston that you personally crave? Any dish from street to kitchen, probably. Okay. What's that? I, I haven't heard of that one. Street to kitchen is, you know, I, I don't ever talk in absolutes. I don't, I don't ever tell you what my favorite is, but street to kitchen is the Thai spot of Houston. It's, uh, you know, it's chef, uh, Ben Chowong painter. She, um, she used to cook for her grandma's restaurant in, uh, in Thailand in a little village. And her dream was always to always open up a Thai restaurant in Houston and street to kitchen is her living out her dream. It's in the East end. It's in connected to a gas station. And, uh, when you go inside, it doesn't feel like you're in a gas station. It's more of like a fine dining environment. So yeah. Um, as far as like craving food goes, yeah, I would say anything from that restaurant. And if I had to really nail down a dish, I would say probably the cafe chicken. All right. What's your top dessert in Houston that you crave? Underground creamery. Yeah. Um, oh, so good. <laughs> yeah. Underground creamery. Anything that Josh does is always, is always, uh, pretty good. Uh, more specifically anything with with butter cake in it all right so you were in saudi arabia just a, a couple of weeks ago so you travel a lot as well you're around the nation as well what's one restaurant or chain you wish that houston had you know in my opinion one thing houston lacks in is uh burmese food so uh, i wish we had more more burmese food in houston so i would say burma superstar oh man yeah. it's so good that it just it's the perfect restaurant in San Francisco. Yeah. Before I let you go, Abbas, what's your favorite thing about the city of Houston? The, my favorite thing about the city of Houston is the food culture, man. Easy. There you go. I love it. <laughs> Abbas, thank you so much for joining us. Best of luck in everything you do. Love seeing you succeed, man, and just rooting for you and can't wait to see what else is uh, in the future for you. Thank you so much, Raul. Thank you for having me. That was Abbas Danani, owner of Burger Bodega on Washington Avenue. You can follow his food account at Houston Eats with a Z on Instagram. Okay, by now you've probably heard that the Final Four is here in Houston. And what would have been the perfect March Madness story of having the University of Houston playing for a title in Houston was unfortunately ruined when Miami upset the Cougars. And then they added more pain to this by beating the Texas Longhorns, my school, to earn a trip to the Final Four. Florida Atlantic, San Diego State, and UConn round out the four, and while the Final Four does lack the traditional big-name schools, it is still pretty cool because any of these four teams could win a title here in our city. Are you going to be heading to the games or checking out the Fan Fest at George R. Brown, 
Or are you kind of bummed out like me because the Cougars and Longhorns aren't here? Let us know on social media at CityCast Houston. Okay, that will do it for today. Thank you for listening, and I hope you learned something new. You know, there's this uh, very prominent food figure here in Houston. And, you know, she's always uh, kind of hard to please and all that. So she said that we were overrated. Oh, man, that that's cold. <laughs>